When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Happy 50th. Good. Thank you. We made it to 50. Can we you did. believe it? We did. We made it to 50 episodes. We should get 50 of our closest girlfriends together in a room to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> we should get them to donate a dollar each and buy ourselves, uh, I don't know, $50 purse. <laughs> a Michael Kors bag from Macy's. Michael Kors. The one that <sighs> Jen's daughter, Jennifer. Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, I want to be a style icon like Olivia Aiden. Arthi, your mic sounds so good. <laughs> Doesn't it? I sound so good. I'm turned on by myself right now. It's so, <laughs> I'm sounding so husky and good. Everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> I actually put money in and bought myself a proper mic for our 50th episode. So exciting. Because I didn't think we would make it this far. Now that oh. we've made it this far, yeah. I'm thinking I should invest in some good quality stuff. So Yeah. Very exciting mm-hmm. times for us. So yeah, we had some audio issues with that last mic. Oh. <laughs> It was pain because I couldn't get the setting to be just right every time. Okay, now you know what you sound like? You sound like, um, you remember the SNL skit of the sweaty balls? Yes. That's what I you sound, sound like. like right? sweaty balls. <laughs> yeah. You sound like the sweaty radio sweaty show. <laughs> you're, you're talking so gently. Okay. No, because I can get my, I, I'm getting feedback, which tells me how loud I am. And I did not realize that. So I'm so, so, so sorry for everybody who tuned in and listened to me talk and scream for the past 50 episodes. Yeah, but like, I'm what, so sorry. What if everybody's like, wait, but that's why we listen because we love hearing our <laughs> ballistic. <laughs> Like, why is she whispering? Oh. We don't need the Zen Arthi on the podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we had a lot of fun talking to Ray, and we did promise oh everybody God. a second part. Yes. So you're probably listening to this, and you're like, what the fuck? Where's Ray Sunny? <laughs> <laughs> I just hear these two assholes going on about their mics. We wanted to talk about the Summer House finale, and then we're going to put in the rest of our chat with Ray at the end of our chat right now. So yeah. we thought it was important because we love Summer House so much. It was important to, to cover it. But also, I wanted to talk about the All-Stars business that's going on right now. Yes. Housewives All-Star is taping. It's mm-hmm. Teresa, Melissa... Ramona, mm-hmm. Luann, Cynthia, Kenya, and Kyle Richards. <laughs> Let me just get this out of the way. Sure. I am so troubled. This is just one week long, by the way. So this whole thing is going to be just a week long, right? Yeah. So they're just gone for a week. Do you think they could not? I know they are filming right now, but they could have taken Karen Huger for a week. They could have given the Grand Dame a week in Turks and Caicos, okay? How could they ignore Potomac? I just don't get this. How I is don't the get it either. star 
without Potomac. I don't get it either. And you know, even though I hate OC, I'm really surprised that they didn't send Tamara Barney down mm-hmm. to Turks and Caicos. Mm-hmm. Just because she brings such chaotic energy that I would love to see Tamara and Ramona in one place and just like the other women just watching them being like, this is insane. I think that there's something there. Like it's mm-hmm. a, but I'm surprised that OC being the very first Housewives mm-hmm. franchise mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. get their own. I mean, that says a lot there's about no what even Bravo of, But there's no OG of the OC left. There's nobody from the old I, yeah, OC I guess that's true. there. But again, any all-star with Ramona mm-hmm. will be about how Ramona reacts to the other ladies. So yes. it's, it, Ramona is a star here. Yep. Everybody, all of us want to know. If we don't, we know how Luann will react because Luann will be fake nice at the beginning and then she'll lose it. But yep. we want to see Ramona react to Kenya and Ramona react to everybody else because that's Ramona's reactions are the ones that are going to be hilarious. So it doesn't matter which cast goes there. What we are interested in is in the reaction reaction to Ramona and Ramona's reaction to everybody else. But how do you not pick Karen Huger to go? I know they didn't pick anybody from Dallas to go either. Fine. Uh, but that's fine. That's a fairly new cast. The only person I guess they could have picked was Deandra and it wouldn't have quite worked out. No. That's fine. But Potomac, they could have picked Candace. They could have picked Karen. They could have picked Giselle. Even though I don't want that. I mean, they could have. Right? I would have so loved it if it was Giselle because we remember that summer uh, was like two summers ago. There's that video of Giselle and Ramona at the Hamptons and Ramona being absolutely terrible to Giselle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would have loved to see that. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of potential there. I think what I do get a sense of is that they are doing this first one. First of all, they're going to have it on Peacock, which is mm-hmm. fuck off. Bravo. Yeah. Okay. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. don't. Okay. Yes. Secondly, I think this is going to be their first trial run and I would not be surprised if they do other Mm mix-ups. The only thing I will say is really irritating me is that every time I log on to social media – and I've been now avoiding Twitter and Instagram Mm -hmm. all day – Mm-hmm. Every time I log on to social media, somebody posts another thing about the cast being somewhere, a new thing that happened with the cast. And it's like, they're only filming for seven days and they're mm-hmm. probably going to give us maybe four episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not spoil it. Okay. Right. Let's just leave it. Do we know that Ramona is going to fight for a room? Yes. Is the yeah. sky blue? Like, yes. of course she is. Yeah. But like, we don't need that to right. be confirmed right now right. on Instagram and, or Twitter. And just as you're saying, you, we got text messages <laughs> from somebody in Turks and Caicos saying they're yeah. right above us. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. right. And, and we are like, okay, send send Ramona Pinot Grigio. Yeah, from us. Yeah. Oh my God, we should from send us. it from us. <gasps> we should have said from us. Oh, we said from I mean, Rich. I don't know if that Pinot Grigio We said from really Richie got. because I thought... That would make sense, right? Yeah, that's true. They, they are already relationship. friends. Yeah, and they have a special relationship. She'll they actually drink it. Yeah, that's you true. Know us. But, but I'm excited yeah. for it. I know that Ramona and Melissa are already friends in real life. Mm-hmm. But it's just hilarious to imagine somebody like Kyle Richards being around somebody like Teresa Judice. Do you think they sent Cynthia over just so Kenya is not the only one there? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it was like Ramona and Luann are obviously whatever. Mm-hmm. Cynthia's there because she's a Kenya whisperer. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's there as as we know, we've said translator. before, Teresa translator. <laughs> she's a, she knows how to train a Gorga. Mm-hmm. No idea why Kyle Richards is there. Yeah. But if the reason that it's only Kyle from Beverly Hills is because Kenya had to bring, bring Brooklyn and Brooklyn needed her own room and a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> that makes me laugh really hard. That would be funny. If Kenya brought the baby along, I'm sure Ramona has something to say about that. Oh, God, she's going to lose it. I can script the whole thing. (laughs) We are so, we have watched them so much. We know exactly what they will say to each other, how they'll greet, what they will eat, what the arguments are going to be about. We know them so well that we could script script the whole damn thing. Absolutely. And even if we wrote the script, Kyle would still be boring. Yeah. And she would still cry. Yeah. She flew all by herself. Had no problem with it. I'm like, oh, no screaming, no grabbing of the seats. Yeah. No throwing up. Now that you're flying all alone, you you don't mind. You're not afraid of flying anymore. Shut up, Kyle. Also, Kyle has a whole new face. (gasps) Yes. She looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, Kyle got Dorit's guy's number because she's got Dorit level work right now where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know that she got worked in, but man, that is good work. Mm -hmm. Dorit's doctor is really a magician. (laughs) I want Dorit's doctor. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Summer House? Sure. We talked a little bit about Summer House with Ray as well, and she gives us her point of view, which will be later. So you'll hear about yeah. Summer House and you'll hear again about it. But her viewpoints are H- coming hilarious. from a whole different day. Hilarious. Oh, my God. We laughed so much. We did. We, reco- we recorded for three and a half hours almost. We, we sure did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noor about fainted. And then she had to take a whole day off the next day. to recover. Yeah, I basically was like half alive the next day. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. fine. I did it for you guys and the content. Aww. I would say Ray's point of view is different. It doesn't have anything to do really with the finale, but Mm -hmm. in the finale this week, we had the final party, which Carl threw a fake wedding for Kyle and Amanda. We had sort of tied up where all of these relationships ended. You know, we came Mm -hmm. into the house with Hannah, Paige, and Amanda being friends and Lindsay being sort of in and out with Hannah. Mm -hmm. But now where we've left off is Sierra and Hannah are friends, inexplicably. Mm -hmm. Paige and Amanda are obviously BFFs. Paige is now Amanda's bridesmaid. Mm -hmm. Lindsay and Danielle are stronger than ever. I want to spend Mm -hmm. so much time talking about Danielle (sighs) today because you've been saying all season, I wish that they showed more of Danielle. I feel like somebody up there was like, you know what? It's Danielle's time to shine. Like, finally, the very last episode, they showed more of Danielle. Yes. The very last episode, they were like, this is why we have her. Because I think that Danielle is the reason why Summer House works and Vanderpump Mm -hmm. Rules did not. Because Vanderpump Mm -hmm. Rules didn't have a Danielle. They had Ariana. Yeah. But Ariana was still too in the mix. She was dating somebody from the group. So it still like got really messy in there. Her best Mm -hmm. friend was Sheena. So like Mm -hmm. that Sheena-Ariana relationship is sort of like Lindsay and Danielle. But Danielle is like... And she's a level up because she has a whole life outside of this house. Mm-hmm. When you listen to our discussion with Ray, Ray talks about that a little bit too. Why VPR didn't work and why Summer mm-hmm. House does work. Yeah. But Danielle is the reason why Summer House works and why Lindsay is such a palatable person because of Danielle. Because otherwise, Lindsay gets activated and it's not like Amanda or Kyle mm-hmm. or anybody else mm-hmm. is going to walk her down it has to be danielle and that's why danielle is amazing because that allows Lindsay to come back into the mix you know after Lindsay gets activated you have to somebody has to deactivate her for her to come back into the mix and none of the others have the balls to approach or activate Lindsay. they don't want to deal with it they don't have they don't know how to deactivate her they don't know how to calm her down and Lindsay responds to danielle 
and yes. Daniel has the right things to say. And I think Lindsay actually looks up to Daniel as somebody that she wants. She's aspiring to be yeah. more calmer, successful. And she identifies with Daniel because they both are very career oriented mm-hmm. and actually have real jobs that pays bills and all of that. Yes. And they're also closer in age. But I think they also, Lindsay also respects Danielle a lot. She does not respect the rest of the group as much as she does Danielle. So she's not listening to anybody else as much. And that is helpful in deactivating Lindsay and bring her back into the mix. Because we want Lindsay in the house. We want, we don't want Lindsay to leave and, you mm-hmm. know, move away. We want Lindsay in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's what helps. I love Danielle. I want more about her. I want to learn more. And now I love Robert. I mean, the meal he made for them. Oh my god it they was- ate tacos throughout for the past six weeks they've been eating tacos and then he comes up with this beautiful colorful meal that was green in every dish it was gorgeous they were all yeah. looking at it like we don't deserve to eat this and it almost <laughs> felt like i also thought they didn't deserve to eat it because i was like you know these fuckers are just gonna get drunk and like they're not yeah. gonna appreciate what a beautiful meal this is this is such a nice meal it was so nice yeah robert is lovely danielle is lovely yeah i like if robert was already coming here why didn't stravi just talk to danielle and get robert to cook a beautiful meal for Lindsay? yeah well stravi sucks Mm -hmm. okay let's just say it Lindsay is crazy yes Mm -hmm. we recognize that Lindsay, Mm -hmm. but Lindsay, kind of the same way that we you know understand kenya more Mm -hmm. is Lindsay is crazy because she has such intense abandonment issues it's the same reason why we love bethany early on right yeah yeah we recognize that this is a really deeply damaged person but it's Mm -hmm. a damaged person that is truly just looking to be loved Mm -hmm. and Lindsay is this whole fight that she has with stravi which is hilarious because not six hours before they're sitting there on the lawn mm-hmm. everything is fine and then yeah. all of a sudden she's activated she pushes him and I yeah. think that what she's doing is she pushes the guy that she's with to the point like Danielle says this is a test she pushes them to the point because what she's wanting them to do is say I'm not going to leave you like your mother left you mm-hmm. Stravi doesn't say that because but Stravi doesn't also- know that yeah, and it's also the, not necessarily Stravi's job to say it. Yes. It's not that's not where she should be looking for it, but exactly. in some way, even if your partner knows that that's not what you need, I think there needs to be like one Lindsay should not be looking for that from her relationship. But two, she should be with somebody who's aware that she's doing this because she is looking for that in the relationship and like literally talk right. to, her, to her to them about it. Right. But she's looking for a maturity that is going to be very hard to find. I don't think men, A, I don't think men in general have that maturity unless they have been caretakers from a very early age. I know men who have lost their parents or something like that, and they have been taking care of their siblings or have been with a single mother and they have been taking care of others from a very early age. They are the only ones that sort of understand these nuances. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard for Lindsay to find somebody who understands her abandonment abandonment issues, understands that all she wants is love and it has to be unconditional love and it has to be an overwhelming amount of love because the minute you dial back, those fears are going to come back. So it's going to take years of just showing a ton of love to Lindsay for her to actually feel. It's like when I rescued my puppy, okay? Mm -hmm. She has extreme anxiety and she has abandonment issues, but I have to work on her over and over again 
again and show her that even if I leave, I come back and I'm here and, yeah, you know, make sure that she knows that every time I leave, I'm coming back. And that's going to take a long time for her to get over. And yeah. that is something that somebody has to have the patience and the knowledge and recognize it and be willing to put in that effort. And that is going to be very hard to find. I think this is this is Bethany's issue too. Yes. Like they want unconditional, complete love because anything less than that feels like you're just here for your own reasons and you might just walk away any minute and they have to protect themselves. And I think that that's going to be really difficult for Lindsay if she's working her life on a timeline. If you're mm-hmm. in a rush to have a baby mm-hmm. and you don't want to do the work and take the time for this person to develop that maturity with you in a relationship where they can, like your dog, tell them, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. coming and I'm going by the way, I'd love to hear what Harold's backstory is, that diva. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that Lindsay doesn't, she doesn't have the patience with herself or the people around her to yeah. really be able to do that work. I think that's a really so, big but thing. But I think is, she's li- fine. Yeah. yeah, but I think she's found that with Danielle. Yes. She is comfortable enough to know that Danielle is not going to abandon her. Do you yeah. see that? Oh, she has found that with Danielle and then. She needs to just take what whatever she did with Danielle and internalize it and say, okay, I have one person that will never abandon me like Danielle. My aunt is the other person. She'll never abandon me. But then I have to take that formula and apply it to men. And that's yeah. going to come very, very hard. And it might come from a very unexpected corner of the world. She needs to let go. And if she wants children, she should go ahead and have a child now. It doesn't matter with who. Just have a child for having a child. That's a whole different thing. And yeah. let the let's the searching for the men and uh, the love of her life be a whole other other chapter. Because yeah, because if there's anything we've learned on Bravo, it's that you do not just get with a guy so you can have a baby. Look at Bethany. Look at Kenya. Mm-hmm. Those ladies are not yeah. doing well with their divorces. So, yeah. Lindsay, you want to have a baby? Just have a baby. Yeah, yeah, they both come from the same. And and Portia did well. Portia yes. had a baby and she's fine and she doesn't feel obligated to be with uh, Dennis. And she she feels free enough to, yeah. you know, fuck a um, stripper. Have the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the that's the formula that will work because we have a timeline. Women have a timeline. Yeah. So yeah. You have to respect it and have the baby and just forget about the man. The man will come later. Yeah. Because the man that you may have a baby with is not probably the man you're going to end up with anyway. Yeah. So and also in general, like many shit. So yeah. fuck them. Yeah. 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 Do do you, Lindsay? Oh, I love Lindsay. <laughs> I love Lindsay so much. <laughs> Next time she's in West Orange, you know I'm going to find her. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Hannah. Now, Hannah is truly the worst kind of person. And this episode sort of just solidified it even more because yeah. she was so angry, right, by the end yeah. because she felt like everybody was coming at her because she yeah. expected to sit down and talk shit about Luke and yeah. all the girls to say, ha ha, yeah, Luke is so weird. Yeah. But they didn't laugh at her joke. So yeah. she had a complete meltdown. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for being a comedian and mm-hmm. a bad comedian. You mm-hmm. should really know how to deal with it when people don't laugh at your joke. <laughs> That's okay, true. Hannah? Okay. That's true. See, Hannah, there's there's proof that not everything you think is funny is funny for others. And no. There was a full example of Hannah not being funny. Nobody yes. found it funny. Nobody laughed. Yeah. Even Des didn't find it funny. He was like, yeah. forget it. We had fun. That's all. Focus on he, that. Exactly. I mean, he's, like looking, he's looking at what, when can I get that ass again? So he's not bothered with it. But at the same time, even Des didn't find it funny. So it's not funny, Hannah. It's not Stupid. funny. 
You, you idiot. Yeah. First, you wanted to sit and talk about how ridiculous it was that Luke said that. The girls didn't laugh. And the girls pointed out that you actually didn't really let Des, Des hang out with the rest of us. So instead of saying, I was just trying to talk about how absurd it was that Luke would want to be friends with Des, even though Luke and I have a history. Instead of saying that, which would, made, would have made sense. Instead, what Hannah says is, well, I told Des that I've been fighting with all of the guys. Like mm-hmm. I told him about Kyle and yeah. he doesn't really like Kyle, which is what a upsets yeah. Amanda. Yeah. And it's like all this stuff happens. Later on, Amanda tells Paige that she wants her to be a, ma- a bridesmaid. And Hannah is her comment on is on it is, oh, Paige gets rewarded because Paige was silent about how she feels about Kyle. And I was brave enough to speak up about how I feel about Kyle. But the thing is, if you look at the timeline, mm-hmm. she has this fight with Kyle, the cup gets thrown, then she has that weird moment where she mm-hmm. blames her dad's stuff on Kyle. Yeah. Then yeah. she goes and tells Kyle, you're the man. <laughs> Yeah. And then after that, Des comes to the house. Yeah. And after that, Luke has an issue with Des. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where does Kyle come into the mix again? Why uh, does Hannah keep yeah. bringing up Kyle when Kyle had nothing to do, nothing to do with, with that with argument and there? Kyle was perfectly pleasant with Des. Des was perfectly pleasant with Kyle. They just that, and you didn't even talk to Kyle about it. Did Kyle feel the same way as Luke? You don't know that. Yeah, you're just like you're just bringing up Kyle for no reason because Amanda's sitting there and she's agreeing with yes. everybody else and she's saying yeah this uh, she's agreeing with Danielle and you wanted to immediately bring up Kyle first of all get some deodorant Hannah did you see she yeah. had like a big... in, the, in the interview stage the, yeah she's look, like look look I will say as a profuse sweater myself okay mm-hmm. I sweat a lot mm-hmm. I did sympathize with her for a moment but in that time I was like I hate you so much I'm gonna hate on this because... yes you know we talked about how Hannah probably stinks now yes. I feel like she has BO too yeah oh 100% yeah and Sierra doesn't flush the toilet she's oh another God. disgusting one yes so the entire season I thought Sierra was like eh meh mm-hmm. and I didn't quite understand why she was so nice to Hannah I thought okay well maybe she's just being nice because she's a new girl but now we straight up hate her because mm-hmm. She pooped and she didn't flush the toilet. And how long was that just there? Okay. And why is Hannah going to poop in Sierra's bathroom? It was just go very to, gross. Go back to your own damn bathroom. Why so do you gross. go and poop in your friend's room? This is so disgusting. The whole thing was so disgusting. <laughs> it brought the auntie in me. I was like, why am I watching this show? I shouldn't be watching this show. These girls are disgusting it just cracks me up because like the juxtaposition of carl who like does a full turn down service in his own room every time mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls and his blinds kyle. down kyle and tucks himself in <laughs> and even kyle okay kyle has peed all over that property it's so nasty I, it's like yeah. you're not washing your hands you come back no. and you're hugging everybody he's never he's just touching everything he's that's disgusting he's constantly peeing and constantly drinking and never washing his hands and it's so gross it's like if hannah wanted to say bring up anything about kyle that, she, should, like, she should bring that up you should bring that up the fact that he's always peeing everywhere it doesn't have to be about his relationship with Amanda. yeah she's busy sweating yeah exactly she's busy sweating and Ugh. then sierra is busy not flushing and it's like they're you're all disgusting the reason why hannah is the worst kind of person is that hannah wants it all she Mm -hmm. shits on kyle but still somehow wants to be in the wedding she Mm -hmm. says she's not amanda's friend but she still expects to be a bridesmaid like you don't Mm want to be in the wedding but you also want to 
you cry about not being in the wedding. It's the same way you don't want to be with Luke, but you also want to cry about being let on. She's the mm-hmm. worst kind of person because she mm-hmm. doesn't actually know what she wants. She just wants all of the attention and it's fucking terrible. Like it's the worst. It's a sense of entitlement that I think is so unbelievably unlikable. I don't ever want to see her on Summer House mm-hmm. again. And I don't mm-hmm. think that she's going to come back because this, this, the not. reason why Summer House works is because everybody is actually friends. The reason why yeah. Jules didn't work, why George yeah. didn't work is because they weren't really that close of friends mm-hmm. with these people. Hannah literally says shit about Kyle. And then when Amanda says, why are you saying, why are you bringing him up? She's like, well, if you're going to shit on my boyfriend, Amanda didn't say anything about how is it okay for you to say something about Kyle? Every time you have a conversation with Amanda, you bring up Kyle and you shit on him. Yeah. But Amanda barely says anything about this. And all of a sudden now you're all worked up and angry. I'm very excited to see her get dragged at the reunion because all this stuff is now coming out about all Mm -hmm. the podcasts that she was on where she Mm -hmm. made fun of Luke Having, you know, mental health issues. So fuck Hannah. I'm glad that I'm very hopeful that yeah. Summer House will not be having her back because I think mm-hmm. they'll they're gonna get ready to film in like three months. So mm-hmm. I'm very yeah. excited to see that. Maybe yeah, I'll, hope- I'll maybe I'll stop by Ham- the Hamptons. Maybe uh, maybe me and Tom Hamlet yeah. from Dumpster Dive can just take a drive over, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Go do that and send me, uh, you know, just turn on your WhatsApp. Yeah, I'll, fa- I'll FaceTime just, you. Just, I'll yeah, FaceTime time, you. Just walk around. Yeah, so just walk just around, see. casually walk around because the restaurants are going to be open. Guys are going to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated. All of New York is, you know, everybody who's over 18 mm-hmm. should be able to get vaccinated now in America. So mm-hmm. I feel like the Summer House crew is on top of it. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to go. I'm going to try not to touch Carl's butt. <laughs> Carl had yeah. a great season. He had a great season and he ended it so well. And he's such an organized person. Oh, this The way he like so put this like fake yeah. wedding together. That was impressive. That was like a real wedding. And he put it together so well. He ordered chairs. I mean, it's not like they don't have chairs outside. He got like wedding chairs. A DJ. DJ, he got the food and the, they put up the little, altar. you know, walk that altar and the walk down the steps to the altar. Yeah, it was so and cute. Fucking Hannah said, Oh, it's 50% chance they'll get the worse. I'm like, Fuck you, Anna. Yeah, she's the worst. Uh, it was great. I cannot imagine how Paige is still friends with her. How so she was still, even after that, she was still doing that podcast with. Hannah is she is the podcast still on mm-hmm. I don't even know is it still an active podcast? it is apparently recently there was I saw an Instagram somebody posted a clip of Hannah saying something like you know how when things get really popular suddenly everybody starts to hate it like you know me on summer house really? that's what Hannah said I was like oh. okay well that's not what everybody hates you because you're quote unquote yeah. popular everybody hates you because you're a hateable person yeah you're popular because you, everybody hates you yeah it's everybody's talking yeah. people only know of you because we hate you exactly and they're like, who's this Hannah and how can I I hate her too. And that's how they get to know you. Exactly. Okay. okay. So that's it for Summer House. We usually talk about Married to Medicine on our Wednesday show, but we will be talking about Married to Medicine on Thursday. And so much to talk there. Oh, oh I didn't watch episode. it yet. I'm so excited. Oh, you haven't? It was no. a good episode. So, good episode. Uh, yeah. So on our Saturday episode, we are going to, I said Thursday because that's the day we usually record. Mm-hmm. But Saturday episode, we're going to do all the housewives and we'll talk about Married to Medicine and we will make a pact right now. We mm-hmm. are not going to continue to talk about Housewives All-Stars because we want to save that fun stuff for when it actually airs. Yeah. We don't want to be spoilers, okay? You hear that, Richie? Don't send us text. <laughs> if you're on Inter Ramona and Turks and Caicos. <laughs> 
All right. And um, so we're going to take a little break right now. And then when we're back, you will be hearing the rest of our episodes with Ray Sani. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of annoying feminists, let's talk about Rahasas of New York because it is about to start. I think it's uh-huh. like next week or two weeks from now yeah. is a premiere. Are you excited about it? I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous because one, the trailer didn't look great. It didn't really? look great. The trailer uh, looked fine. And usually I don't mind New York not having stuff to do because they're usually so dynamic that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the trailer, I was really missing Dorinda, actually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, Leah isn't as dope as maybe we thought we were going to get. You know, no, she's not at all. Yeah. yeah, I liked her her first two episodes, but then I I started to slowly fall off. And then you know, I didn't even finish uh, New York last season. I just listened. Really? To, wow. Yeah, I just listened to Watch What Crappens about it. Yeah. I didn't finish New York last season. I probably won't watch New York until well, maybe I'll watch the premiere. But yeah. yeah. I didn't finish watching New York. I saw one of the reunion parts because I wanted to see Dorinda get caught, I think. And then um, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I, I love me some Dorinda. And I was just like, damn, I, I can't watch my baby go out sad. Because I knew yeah. from the minute we saw her in the first episode, I was like, mm. oh, no, my yeah. boo's going to yeah. go out sad. Yeah, I know. I Dorinda's my favorite housewife, so I totally understand. You know yeah. how Sonia does sober year, drunk year, sober yes, year, she drunk does. year, sober no, no, she year, does. drunk year. No, 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 no. She does sober year, drunk year, pill year, sober year, drunk, sober year, drunk, drunk year, pill year. year. Yes. yes. <laughs> This is her drunk year. So she was sober year last year. Yeah, she year. was this is sober year. last year. Yeah. She was on pills last year. Oh, was last year her pill year? I think last year I was her pill year. because before was her pill year. The, the, it was pill and then she was sober last okay, year. Okay, okay, okay. And then this year she's going to be drunk. And drunk Sonia is the one that falls down tables, cries, yes. says nonsense. So she, that's what she's bringing. You think it's going to be good? I think it's not going to be good this time okay. around because it's one thing to do that when you are out and about and there are others but around you yeah, yeah. but the pandemic shit is just sad mm-hmm. you are just stuck in a room with these other women and then you are having a breakdown and you're getting drunk and sloppy yeah. and that's that feels a little bit more i don't know but also ebony mm-hmm. as the new housewife she's grown she's mature yeah so like i don't think you can bring drunk energy because if ramona is not playing along sonia's mm-hmm. by herself mm-hmm. yeah and it's scary then it's sad mm-hmm. i'm not sure how that's gonna work like i am very much looking forward to it i'm excited also, about i'm sorry to cut you I, off again yeah. i keep doing it's this okay. to you it's you can okay. beat me up when we meet in new york okay <laughs> <laughs> but also i'm nervous because there's a certain kind of new york racism mm-hmm. and we already seen luann in in diana ross blackface <laughs> and i let it go because i love luann yeah. i but i don't want to see luann interact with a black woman i do not and i do not want to see 
I do not want to see Luann interact with a black woman who is rightly arrogant because she's dope. Yeah. I don't want to see Luann who is insecure and her only thing that she has on people is that she's better than them. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to see what it looks. I don't want to see Luann when she has to interact with a quote unquote uppity black girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm nervous. Yes. Like I expect Ramona to be racist, you know, or like microaggress, yeah. but I'm no, nervous. No, she's going to be I'm... full on racist. Yes. <laughs> Right, but I'm so nervous that we're about to learn stuff about the people we love. Yes, and that's the other thing. It's like I'm really excited about the fact that they have Ebony on. The reason why everybody said, "Oh, why don't we have a Black housewife in New York?" Because these women are not friends with Black women. That's why they wouldn't. We don't have. They wouldn't be, and that's why we don't have. I think Carol would have a Black friend, and Bethany would have a Black friend to tell people she had one. Yes, like Heather Thompson the same way. Yes, (laughs) but. But I think Dorinda would have been a good liberal to be yes, around. Yes, and I exactly. think what we are missing in this cast is a proper liberal yes. to sort of back to offset, up Ebony, to offset, offset Ramona. Yeah. Offset exactly. Ramona, but so also nervous. not put all the burden on Ebony. Yeah, to, carry to that. battle it. Yes. I'm yeah. so nervous. I'm so nervous that we're going to find out Luann sucks, Sonia sucks, in addition to Ramona, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing that I'm really not happy about is the fact that this is somehow going to make Leah look like she's like woke Whoa, because yes. she's friends with Emily. You know and what she, I mean? Like Leah's she's going to be the too. Yeah, Leah's actually just as terrible as the yeah, rest of I've them. Seen so some like of those quotes people were passing around, like old stuff oh she's been on podcasts and shit like that, and like yeah, no, she's she's an she's like a full blown like Dickhead. she's not MAGA, but she's like MAGA adjacent man. Well, like she's, she's MAGA adjacent the way New York comedians are MAGA adjacent. Like it's a and, yeah. and I can identify it. So I think, you know, after a while, I started to get like put off by Leah. Yeah. The thing is, I need to get over the fact that I need to announce the fact that I assess certain housewives correctly. I need to get over doing that. That's, yeah, I <laughs> That's okay. You can you can gloat over it. Because yeah, I that do is... gloat. That's the thing. It's like I take such pride in it because in my real life, I'm a bad person reader. So I take such <laughs> Like, I like, you know, like, I like, I can't. I, you guys are laughing because you heard that a certain way, and I'm about to explicate in the unfunny way, and that's so disappointing because I'm gonna lose the laugh that you guys gave me. No, 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 no. I laugh because I totally get that. Oh, I thought you, I thought you heard it like bad person reader, like I'd be reading bad people, and that's no, 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 I I heard it the other way. Rather, exactly, no, we get it. Yeah, we, we, we we don't do because we don't know how to like we would never be able to identify bad person reader in like the cool way yeah we're not we're like <laughs> we're not cool we're like, there will be no <laughs> you guys are crazy. Crazy. Uh, in my life fucked up people have done fucked up things to me when i should have identified them as fucked mm-hmm. up rather easily. So I've been very vigilant lately. And my because I live in Los Angeles and we've just come through a pandemic, all my vigilance has been wasted on reality TV characters. <laughs> you've been practicing. You've been honing that skill. Yes. Do you yeah. know how proud of myself I am yeah. over Monique from Potomac? I called yeah. it the bitch yeah, crazy and she's slut. <laughs> 
I think you uh, you should gloat because you're close to graduation. You're going to, be, you're going to spring out of this pandemic and meet real people and In you're going re- to apply these skills. And I'm going to apply these skills. I'm going to get real life jobs. I'm going to, you know, have a 401k. I'm going to have a savings account. <laughs> You know, 401k about all these people. You know what I'm really excited about? God forgive me. This sounds insane. So don't judge me. But I'm really excited to be in New York where I can coordinate a way to be somewhere near these summer house people. Yes. Okay, let's talk about summer house for a second because I know that you love that show. A lot. I'm surprised by how much I love it. How much do you guys love it? This we year, love it. Actually, I think that this year is a downgrade, to be honest, but I still love it because they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the last couple of years have been yeah. good. I thought last season was apex sweet yeah. spot yeah uh i feel like season four is often a sweet spot season four mm-hmm. of potomac was my sweet sweet spot mm-hmm. as well yes mm-hmm. and season yeah. four yeah. of atlanta was also a sweet mm-hmm. spot um yes yeah. yes that's right okay i think that there's spectacular people in the summer house cast that could be put in the cast Oh, in my opinion, I think Lindsay is legendary. I think Carl is legendary. No, that's it. Carl and Lindsay. That's it. (laughs) No, but they're great. Carl and Lindsay. I could just watch them. I I love he hope they get together, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that believe that. Well, because, you know, they're best friends, right? Yeah. And I think Carl was intimidated by what Lindsay needs Mm -hmm. and what would be required of him. Because he's a fuck fuck. He's great. That's why I think that that can be later. You know, I think Carl can probably. I hope Carl watches what Lindsay goes through and assesses himself as a man and what he can offer. They already are intimately connected because they are best friends. Like they know yeah. each other. I think mm-hmm. if Lindsay goes through therapy and calms down and Carl goes to therapy and steps up, I think they could be yeah. good. You're right. She needs to calm down. He needs to step up and be a little bit more expressive about what, how and what he feels. Mm-hmm. And you know he's already making sandwiches and making yeah, sure everybody's exactly. he's making so That's already sandwiches. there. How yeah. many sandwiches have you made me? <laughs> and the parenthetical thing that wasn't said is Carl has made me ten sandwiches since yes. he got here. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Lindsay was in my town, like just a few. She was in West Orange, New Jersey. Like, should I go oh, find I her right now? Lindsay has a black boyfriend right now, apparently. Oh, Ooh. and so that baby looked biracial. Are we talking about the same picture? Yes, we are. According to gossip, Lindsay posted a picture of her hugging up on a skinny black dude. And I was like, mm. I didn't see that for her, but I'm into it. Yeah, there's some rumors that there's a guy named Jason that she's yes. been hooking up with. Yes, yes. and so that guy is from the winter house but in, oh um, wait this- and he's black yes. yes right yes yeah yeah so you know maybe oh my god what if they get married here and then i just show up at their wedding uh, no anyway, that's gross. anyway i just um, you know i think it's like because it already feels naughty to some degree to be having this obsession talking about people who are really living their lives and gossiping yeah. about them so aggressively that i feel bad wanting to do more you know <laughs> <laughs> but you do want to hang out with them in New yeah. York City. Uh, no, I actually point. don't want to hang out with them in real life. Like, uh, I realized that, you know, part of why I find them so interesting and attractive, but also, like, why I don't, why it's good that they're on TV is that, like, they remind me of people I went to college with and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, 
I chose to leave that mm-hmm. circle on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to engage with it, but it's nice to have like a point of reference to be like, oh, I remember when I would go to Montauk to party mm-hmm. during the summer, you know. I've yeah. only done that like once or twice, but like I know that that's a lifestyle for people. That, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. It was like easy to get familiar with them yeah. because they yeah. fit types that I knew. And also, I mean, when I went to a live watch with Crafton show in New York, like I saw a couple of them and uh as I've reported elsewhere, you know, Christina Gibson touched my hair. Oh <laughs> no. White women gotta be touched. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> I am very well, glad it wasn't I Kyle and Amanda. I didn't think though. that was where yeah. that story was gonna go. I was, no, I did not. No, no, either. no, no. I actually had a blast. I quite liked Kyle and Amanda. They are very yeah. tiny people. Yeah. Um, but I remember being like, this bitch touched my hair. Cause at the time I had a big kind of afro, kind of long mm. hair weave. Even though you don't necessarily want to hang out with them, given the opportunity, you would climb up Carl Radcake. So I'm gonna give you the right answer and then I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> The right answer is, gosh, no, I have my no whites after Trump policy. And Carl <laughs> seems like an emotional wreck. And maybe, you know, he should, you know, take time to be sober and, and live in it. And, you know, and he shouldn't just jump into a relationship while he's getting himself together. You know, that's my PR answer. <laughs> the truth is, I want to fuck him now, immediately. <laughs> I want him to hurt my feelings. I want it to be as toxic as it was with the work. I want it to be as toxic as it was with Lindsay. I want it to hurt. I want us to get over something. I need us to triumph after a setback. I want all of Carl. I want the whole Carl experience. Maybe you get with Carl and then he proves and then he proves your point that you shouldn't be fucking a white guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I will take a you hard lesson. You want to see if the pandemic yeah. changed anything. And yes, you could exactly. Test it. exactly. You could do a test it out with Carl. Exactly. Yeah, I think, you know? and I think Carl's actually like a decent guy because there's a reason why Danielle, who is, was an actual girlfriend of his, yeah. is still quite invested in, in him as a person. Yeah, like she, she really likes him and she cares about him. And they were boyfriend and girlfriend for some period of time. So like... Yeah. He's got to be a decent guy. Also, he is just looking so juicy. And no, he's. I so mean, even Daniel, even Daniel, when he was upset, and she's like, "Do you want a hand job?" <laughs> like I could cheer you up. Do you want a hand job? See, like that. this is the thing. It's like I love a boring bitch on these shows because there is always an opportunity for them to surprisingly delight us like that yes (laughs) they keep the people that we love for being crazy calm enough that it's not Mm off-putting anymore like when I loved so much Danielle's honesty with Lindsay this season and even last week when Lindsay goes am I the problem and Danielle goes, yeah. yeah. I was like, ah! <laughs> this is a moment. This is a moment. Yeah. 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 Like, if Lindsay internalizes that, we might get a Lindsay that is still crazy. I don't mm-hmm. ever want Lindsay to not be. But, you know, one that will have success because I'm rooting for these people to ultimately. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching people on reality TV because I want their life to be bad. I want Lindsay yeah. to find a man. And I want it to be because Danielle told a bitch, you crazy. Calm yeah. down. 
Get it yeah. together. That's the yeah. difference between Vanderperm and Vanderpump. Southern Charm and Summer House. In Summer House, I actually am rooting, rooting for, for these them. people to yeah. succeed. Yeah. I don't care about the I others. was rooting for the people at Summer Charm and Vanderpump Rules, though. They overstayed their welcome and didn't do yeah. so well. Yeah. Dax yeah. made yeah. it too easy to hate him. Yeah. yeah, I did want Craig to get that law degree. I did too. I'm, I wanted yeah, Craig now and like, to uh, work out. I wanted Shep to get better. Yeah. I wanted all these things. But those people people don't seem to want to be better so mm-hmm. who's rooting for them anymore yeah. even for me the audience response and even the cast response to Hannah was so refreshing because mm-hmm. I was so glad they weren't saying well ratings terrible yeah. person for ratings I mm-hmm. was so glad that they were like no this is a show about friendship and fun and we're yeah. gonna be fun and this person is ruining the fun it might also be because they are not being paid exorbitant amounts like the housewives are. That's true. I think they have to have those other day jobs. So this is not all their life. And Vanderpump also had cultural cachet that even if they weren't paid the same, they mattered mm-hmm. more in the Bravo sphere. And Summer House is only getting its just due this season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that keeps them humble and that keeps it interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. when they get overpaid and that yeah. becomes their lifestyle, that becomes their livelihood. I don't know, then though. they are more worried about losing it. So I hear why you would be nervous about that. But I don't think this group of people will be that. Because mm-hmm. we saw from like season one, both Kyle and Carl were raised well. Mm-hmm. When we met Stassi's parents, everything was explained, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I met Carl's mom and Kyle's mom, I was like, oh, these are boys who are raised well, but because society allows male entitlement, they're going to be fuck boys until they grow up. Yep. But mm-hmm. they were people who intended to be family men. They were people who were raised to be decent. And yeah. I'm not nervous about them. And also, they're older than most reality TV casts are. Mm-hmm when they start I feel better about these people like I feel like their changes that are permanent are good ones and it's like Mm -hmm. it's a more feel good kind of show so even I understand what you mean about there's not this toxic fame that they're like working toward or whatever but it feels more like Summer House is a cast full of Tom Sandoval's as opposed to a cast full of Jax's Yeah, you know? exactly. Except for except for Hannah, I think she's going. Down she's a jack. Of, yes, yeah, she's, she's a jack. A jack. But yeah. Vanderpump Rules is a cast full of people who, if they aren't as bad as Jacks, they want to be Jacks, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tom and Ariana felt like a bubble, and I feel yeah. like on Summer House, everybody is Tom and Ariana's, and the Jacks is yeah. the Hannahs are in the bubble. And I think yeah. the reason why Hannah is that way is because Hannah did come into the show looking for some level yeah. of fame. Yeah. I mean, even even Paige did somewhat, but Paige sort of had her thing before she came into the show. And I don't get it because I'm not a fashionable person. Oh, but she I think had she's her... beautiful and so interesting. No, I mean, I think she's gorgeous, but, but like she had a following before yeah. she got on the show. She was already like an influencer. Don't judge me. I just finished a bottle of wine. God, nobody is yeah, by myself. By myself. I saw that and I was like, I should have brought mine and now yeah. I cannot. I started. I'm sorry. It. Well, I can't do any of that right now because oh. it's Ramadan. Uh, so- yes, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan <laughs> Kareem. <laughs> You know what I did? I I was so fucked up. But me and my dad were both passive aggressive to each other on the phone today. But mm-hmm. mine was inadvertent. And I wonder if he was in response to me. But 
I I had ordered soul food from this chicken place that I had been waiting for a week because it's only open Thursday through Saturday, right? Like I've been waiting for a week. I scheduled this shit on Seamless. I ordered the chicken. Yeah. And I was on the phone with my dad and I said, how's Ramadan going? And he was like, that's good. Why? I was like, well, to be honest, I only asked you because I'm eating while I'm on the phone with you and I don't want you to be offended. Oh my God. <laughs> but then, you know, he said some shit about mental health to piss me off and then I hung up on him so I think we (laughs) we talked about Ramadan last episode and what Noor told me is you don't piss off people that are already hungry yeah I mean you know yeah that's pretty because we're always angry yeah although like I low-key wish that I still had the discipline to do Ramadan on some real shit because like I don't know God bless you I hate it Ray (laughs) okay listen I know everybody's always like it's so great whatever like everybody we know looks forward to Ramadan coming and we're always dreading it like I'm to get skinny no like just like I think for the spiritual aspect oh look at my cynical ass I'm like yeah to get skinny yeah which by the way (laughs) nobody does nobody does especially not like South Asians because we just eat like samosas so like we're not we're not losing any weight but like (laughs) I never get excited about it. So do you eat like right at like 4.59 a.m.? You just eat mad samosas at like 4.59 No, I can't because I will like, I will have heartburn and then like vomit in the middle of the day. So uh-huh. I try to be like- you can't really, drink water. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So I try to be really smart about it, but like it's still a chore to me. And on days when my mental health is bad, when I'm in the middle of a de- like a depression cycle, if I am like not here for it, I'm not going to fast. And you know, yeah. when you were raised this way, that's not even a question. That's a big like move, you, yeah. Yeah, and mm. when you're raised this way, like you're, you feel bad about doing anything. You oh, feel of bad course. If you, I you get, you feel bad if you get your period during Ramadan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, my favorite activity during Ramadan is waiting for my period to come. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> please don't make me fast no more. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my favorite thing. You have to be up in four hours to eat breakfast. Yeah, but, you do. Um, so I wanted to like try to wrap this up a little bit, but kind of tying this back to Jen Shah on Bravo. Oh, she's my Muslim uh, bringing oh. factors into a lot of how I engage with her as well. So yes. she also looks like a Middle Eastern Muslim, which is a thing too, because the way she carries herself is not at all Middle Eastern because she's no. not. And no. so like her adopting another culture that isn't quite hers, you know, yeah. like it's like, okay, you cosplay as black and I know that you actually converted. So I know you're not like cosplaying as yeah. Muslim, but it's just like, you're not actually, but you look, as, it's weird for me. She's co. She's she's sort of co-opted two things. Yeah, two things. Yeah, yeah, and it's like because I've been racking my brain to figure out why a Black American Muslim family would have the last name Shah, right? Mm -hmm. Because I thought Jen Shah before we met them, I thought Jen Shah was Persian. I thought she would be a Middle Eastern Muslim based on her looks and the last name, and then to discover that she converted off of more. Mormonism late mm-hmm. in the game because her black American Muslim husband is who she wanted to be with and she only discovered Mormonism was racist when she wanted to marry a black guy my god anyway yeah. it was just like oh there's a weird kind of comfort with looking like you're part of something that you might not necessarily be a part yep. of and it yep. turned me off twicely <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah. twicely because I thought I saw her aggressively doing it with the race thing but then sometimes she said 
says, oh, I'm Muslim. And I'd be like, what? Oh, girl, right now on Instagram, she is all alhamdulillah, inshallah. Oh, really? During Ramadan? Yeah. Oh, During no. Ramadan slash, you know, trying to rehab her image because she is going to be a going felon. To jail. She's yeah. Jail. Yeah. That I especially hate because I'm like, listen, we've got lots of attention in a lot of bad places as Muslims. The last thing we need is like a crook yeah. housewife to but also be getting here. I actually kind of here. think that an ostentatious Muslim woman on American <laughs> TV might be good for our brand. If she wasn't criminal, yes. Yeah, because we yeah, come off as point. no fun. We come off as no fun. Yeah. But isn't that what Shaz is? Yeah, but they're not all Muslim. They're not all Muslim on Shaz. But like on Shaz's Jewish. sunset, Asa and MJ are both these like yeah. really intense Muslim women. Yes, and but Gigi. MJ doesn't practice. And Gigi, yeah. Gigi is they don't Muslim. practice. Got, I know, they don't practice, but they practice when they want yeah. to. But does MJ really claim it? I feel like that show is very Jewish. Is. I bet Asa practices on Instagram. It, Asa did. Asa did claim it, and MJ yeah. did claim it when they went to Turkey. Asa is also married to a Jackson. I feel like there's a like there's oh a, you yeah. know there's a Black American Muslim connection mm-hmm. thing there. Like yes. it's not quite the same as like living in your Middle Eastern right. Like, yeah, and I think right, she's right. married or she's dating or engaged to or married to. I don't know what her her relationship is with Jermaine Jackson's son and. Jermaine is Muslim. Oh, I didn't know that Jermaine yeah. was Muslim. You see. Yeah. yeah. So that that, you know, kind of adds on to another layer. But I didn't like Jen Shaw because I was like, this isn't cute. Like I just no, didn't think it was, it was tiring. It was, it was exhausting. It was really, it was a play on like her trying to be Muslim and her trying to be black when she was really I don't want to say she's not Muslim because if you say you are, then you are. But like when she had no understanding of it, like mm-hmm. she would always end her conversations with her husband mm-hmm. in a really weird way. She, I think she would say inshallah at the end of her conversation. That's weird. Inshallah what? What are we praying for? What are we hoping Insha- for? Before she would hang up the phone be- instead of saying a goodbye. But doesn't she mean alhamdulillah? Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. You're using the wrong word. Because well, like, inshallah, yeah. like, hopefully, alhamdulillah, thank you, God bless kind of thing. Yeah, it was just a very weird thing. She did a lot of that kind of weird stuff. And then now, especially because in light of her tomfoolery with MLMs, which is not tomfoolery, actually. It's a straight up crime. She's now doing it more and more. <laughs> and it just like, I just hate it. And also, this is just like me being petty, is there was this guy that I went to college with. Arthi has heard this story so many times. She's been- <laughs> Be like, fuck you. But if okay, it's the- your damage, it's gonna come up. There's this guy that I went to college with who's not funny at mm-hmm. all and he has a tiktok where all he does is he just watches shows he doesn't say anything exciting he just watches shows and laughs at certain scenes and then he watched salt lake city and he posted the clip of her saying assalamu alaikum bitches and he was laughing and jen Shah loved it she reposted it and the dude went viral and has like millions of followers on tiktok she sent him merch and now he's like part of the Shah squad that is so lame mm. and also like assalamu alaikum bitches in my opinion is not interesting it's disrespectful and it's like a weird childish attempt at rebellion that's like saying konnichiwa bitches and yeah yeah it's like no actually to me it's more significant than saying konnichiwa bitches like for me it's kind of just like it's like saying actually it's like saying god bless you hoes you know what i mean like like making it it religious yeah and and then also like having your mini childish teenage Mm -hmm. rebellion it's like well everyone says fuck you to 
to religion because we all start wanting to have sex and most religions tell us not to. Like, it's not clever to 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 offend religion at this point. Like, Madonna's been around for almost 40 years. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. she does, like, a lot of... She just wants to be, like... She wants to be hip-hop and she wants to, like, co-opt this, like, oh. that, like, Muslim black hip-hop culture. Yeah. And it's, like... But I know what not. you're talking about. It's very New York too. It's very, very New York, and I really, Harlem really hate it. And so I find it black ex- Muslim. Yeah, and it really like you're not. This is not who you are. You need to stop. And it just Mm -hmm. that stuff just rubbed me the wrong way. And I just hate her. I just don't like her Mm -hmm. at all. Well, if it makes you feel better, I didn't enjoy in general the antics, but also like the same way that you feel like, oh, here's a co-opter of my culture or like what looks like me. I feel the same way about her. Like the fact that Shorty got arrested while she was in box sprays. Do you know how infuriating Mm -hmm. that is to Mm -hmm. me? It's like. Like, oh, you went to jail cosplaying as a black person, but I know that your non-black privilege is gonna make this a situation that you don't have to really deal with as a black fast. person. She took them out the next day. Yes, she yeah. took them out real fast. And so yeah. it was just kind of like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like me and Jen have the same hairstyle right now. <laughs> she took them out real fast and found the right shade of concealer real yes, fast. Really fast. It was like, oh, okay, I'm going to jail, nigga. Okay, well, I'm going to emphasize my non-black side here. Let me just put yeah. all the lights that show me light skin. It's like, yo, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was disappointing. But what I will say is that I'm looking forward to Salt Lake City probably almost as much as Potomac. Like, I'm looking for, like, for mm-hmm. next year, like, the Bravo slate for this next year. Yeah. I think I'm most excited for Salt Lake City and Potomac, yeah. for sure. Do you watch yeah. Shaz? Oh, of course. I'm excited for those fools to come back. I was late to the game. I just don't need to see uh, Shaz in limited quarantine, kind of. Because I think too much of the problem of the show is that they all are too intimate with mm-hmm. each other. Like, they all know mm-hmm. each other too well. It's too mm-hmm. insular. And so mm-hmm. I feel like a pandemic forcing quarantine may not be good for a show like Shaz. I think there's going to be something that we're seeing across the board in all shows. And you kind of touched on it for Atlanta. And we are kind of t- trying to talk about it a little bit with New York. And it's the same issue that you have sort of in Dallas, where there is a racist person in the cast who's now making the entire group's dynamic weird. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and we're not talking enough about how miserable this makes us. And we're all we're trying to pretend like we're having a great old fucking time mm-hmm. when we're not, when this is not fun. And it's not what we're used to. Yeah. And we're going to act like it's fun and it's not and I think Mm -hmm. until we talk about that a little bit I think it just it feels phony sometimes like I think that was my issue with Atlanta this season was like we're I mean I mean I happen to love South Carolina with all of them together in a house even with the friends of I thought it was so bananas I loved watching no I loved it on that show I just don't love it on Shaz because they all know each other too well yeah but like I'm not looking forward to that in New York we're like we're gonna act like everything is fine and it's not fine and it worked on some house because they were doing that anyway yes Yes. exactly and if anything it forced them to be more intimate in a way that because summer house has the luxury of them for five days a week they get to be themselves and then they film a show on the weekend Mm -hmm. and so they've never really had to be themselves fully on Mm -hmm. camera Mm -hmm. and so this was a forcing them to be who they really are kind of situation so it's thrilling right okay oh also 
I hated Hannah the minute she showed up. Yes, <laughs> you were right about her too. You know what? Yeah, I think another you're ready point. To graduate. I think you get the second dose of vaccine. You're ready to go out into I, the no, world. I, so to offset this, I will list a number of people I've been wrong about. If that makes no, no, sense. listen to me. I think the angel on your shoulder that is writing down all your good deeds is hundred percent making a tally of all the times that you were right about a reality too. <laughs> So you're good. Okay, let's, I, we're going to have to wrap up. up but yeah. um, tell let's me go. why you I, hate Sierra. I adore you too, by the way. Thank you so much oh, for having you. me. Like, this was a blast. And honestly, I could talk to you forever. Okay, listen, really importantly, I think that it's it's 1222 AM. And Ray, I believe that uh, there's a very special show that's now available to me in my house on HBO at this very moment. No. Oh, no, no, no. <gasps> It's not. It's not available to you at the moment. Oh, it's not. It's not dropping right at midnight. No, no, no. It's it's midnight, like the next midnight, like Friday night. Oh man! Oh, I thought I was going to be so cute. Oh. All right, it's well, a we'll Friday edit that night out. at eleven Eastern time on HBO. We can, HBO we can, night. we can, uh, we can meet up again tomorrow night. We can stay up and meet up at no. 12. Yeah. We, can, we can reshoot that little moment <laughs> really fast. Just so you can re-edit for sure. For oh sure. my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited to watch that. Oh, I'm um, so excited like for it. it because... I love it. I love uh, that concept. I love what you guys do with it. Oh, it's just wow. so refreshing. I just absolutely love that show. Oh, that makes me really happy, you know, because it's like, you know. You get in your head about these things, and um, I don't know. Comedy means everything in the world to me, you know. Like, I think yeah. about these reality TV things, and I do this podcast and all this, but like, at my core, like, I'm a pure stand up, and I get to transfer my stand up comedy skills into like sketch, and it's like magical. And so, if anybody's affected or love it, are yeah. you in any of the sketches this year too? No, 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 no. COVID was a hater. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. last um, year, my dad, that was my favorite game. It was like, where's Ray? In every <laughs> sketch, I was like, where's Ray? No, Can no, I I had such a blast. You know, I really actually hate being on camera. But oh. <laughs> Would you agree that Robin Thede should play Toya Bush Harris in a sketch from... <laughs> Married to Medicine. I actually think she would do a really good job. It's amazing. I, would I mean, love she would it be if the you perfect Toya into into ABLSs. Really, truly. I I don't even know. I mean, I I trust that you can write. I know that you can write amazing mm-hmm. comedy. But Married to Medicine is comedy that cannot be written because mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's so good, and they're all special in a way right. that, <laughs> like, who would have found Heavenly? Who? Who would have found yeah. Toya? Who would have found her like Simone? so unique and yeah. wonderful and beautiful and packaged? Yeah. It's uh, wonderful. I love them. Reality TV is hard to replicate for sketch comedy, and so, but yeah. hopefully going forward, it'll it'll be done. Yeah. yeah, maybe doing the cast is going to help you crystallize that because yeah. doing the cast will sort of pick the moments that work for yes. sketch and yeah. then yeah. work from there. Absolutely, absolutely, because. Yeah. Reality TV and sketch are absurd in similar ways in that nothing should be predictable and Mm -hmm. things make sense, but they don't at all. And uh, that's, you know, there's a silly absurdness that those genres both share. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Some of the skits that you guys did had so many layers. You could Mm -hmm. tell that you were presenting one thing, but then there were other layers below that that you had to peel and get to. So that's what makes it so brilliant. 
uh, it actually has like changed the way I write, to be honest. Because mm. now I'm like, an ending doesn't mean nothing if there's not ten endings that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also think like there's such a conviction to the comedy that like you need to have because like. I mean, whatever, I will write my notes for this podcast or even when I like did stand up very briefly, it was like I would come up with these ideas, but I know that they're funny, but I don't know if other people are going to think that they're that funny. And there's still so much self-doubt that I have that I like have to work through to make sure that I can totally get it. But like I get so inspired by you because you are truly who you are and your comedy and your writing and your stand up like it shows that you've really honed into who you are and you're putting oh, that, that on in so your art you and say. it's and that's why you're so good at it because well, you're doing you. the thing that, that you're, very you're nice. good at you're too <laughs> nice I will say that Robin Thede taught me to think and imagine myself in a way that I had never seen before and I'm so grateful for that opportunity because there's been black shows before right Mm -hmm. but a black lady sketch show is talking directly to me and I've very rarely had moments where something was talking to me saying be yourself Mm -hmm. and be the weirdest version of yourself it's always good and it's always funny Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles every part of my self-esteem disappeared this place is hard especially if you're a woman of color but I will say that being in the writer's room of Black Lady Sketch Show gave me self-esteem that I was lacking because it made me feel valuable and important just because I was born. It was like, oh, you're born and you're a human and you're a Black woman. And those people like you have been underappreciated for a long time, but here we are ready to appreciate you fully. So talk about what you want to talk about, do what you want to do, all shit like that. And mm-hmm. The the arrogance to want to make good art and the self-esteem to want to make good art. I don't think I would have had this much without that show. So I'm Aww. eternally grateful to Robin Thede for sure. I think it takes I, a lot of I courage to be an artist in general, but to be an artist where you think about yourself and who you are and look within deeply expose your flaws, recognize and embrace it, and then take that, all of that pain and pain and glory, and then put that out into something meaningful that somebody else can recognize and identify with. I think that's an incredible, incredible um, talent. And I think you have that. And I think I, I really, truly, and I know sometimes you I hate compliments, chat. so this is very uncomfortable. I know, you and I chat. <laughs> okay. I, I, always say, I always say that none of us, are, none of our factory settings included, yeah. like, knowing how to receive compliments. Yeah, yeah, I don't right. think anybody knows how. I know you and I chat, and sometimes I'll tell you these things, and you'll be like, you're lying, and you know. Yeah, I don't believe you. just you. say that. But <laughs> I, I, I truly think that is a talent that cannot that cannot be trained it can only be uh exposed it's there or it's not there and you have to discover it and expose it and that i think that's something i think you're coming into it now i think you should go lean into it and go go forth into it with a lot of confidence and so 
I think I really, really uh, hope you will remember us when you are up there. I will know, never forget you. You know, I have and, no plan intentions on being a con. You know, we will be standing there trying to just, just sneak no, in I'll backstage. bring you. I'll bring you backstage at an arena or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I have. So my best friend from college, <laughs> I know we got to go. Last anecdote, my best friend from college is a South Asian girl. She's a Tamil girl. She's my best friend. She's been so good to me. She's my doctor, but she's not really my doctor, but she just doctors me because she she's my friend. So mm -hmm. I just text her. I'm like, here's a screenshot of a rash. Mina, <laughs> do your thing. She's like, Rafa, do you want to be, do you want me to be your gynecologist too? And I was like, look, Mina, I know we close, but I don't know that our relationship <laughs> will recover if you're my pussy doctor as well. But my point was that Mina said she checked my pussy if I bring her gift bags. <laughs> She's like, I'll be your doctor. I will look at it and I won't charge you, but you have to bring me all the special creams that they give you yeah. when you're in your gift bag. Listen, I'm not a gynecologist, but I will check your pussy too if you get me gift bags. <laughs> I'm open to that. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can say one Tamil girl versus the other checking your pussy. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. I was going to wrap up on an inspirational thought, but I think that's a really good one that's a to good end one. on. Close on my pussy. Yeah, I will say like that's such an amazing thing to take away from like what you, your experience was from like working in the writer's room is learning to just embrace who you truly are and like accept who you truly are. And I think that when you find somebody who's like you, who looks like you, who may have experienced similar things to you, and then you also have similar interests, there is something magical that happens because you automatically feel less corny as a human being. You feel less corny and you feel less alien. Yes. Mm -hmm. And w especially for women of color who for their entire lives feel like aliens, mm -hmm. especially in America. So yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. I think like that's what I found with Arthi is like I found yeah. this like little thing and we every week we'll sit down twice and talk and it's therapeutic and it's just it makes you feel like I maybe I like me you know maybe I like who I am and it helps yeah me. maybe I dig me yeah, yeah maybe I'm not a weirdo and maybe I am yeah. a little bit of a weirdo but somebody else is that's weird like me dope. and it's cool yes. yeah if sometimes there's me weirder. there's another me <laughs> and we gotta yes yeah, sometimes weirder yeah. you know Robin like Robin is interested in like sci-fi and things like that and I didn't even know i had the space to be it's confirmation bias but in yes a different in a good way yeah. in, in a, a good, good way. way and it gives you confidence that you didn't have because you were odd woman out in every other sphere but here yeah. you're not so you're comfortable yeah. and you get that confidence i went to a girls yeah. college and that mm -hmm. helped me because that helped me build my confidence coming from a co-ed situation and going into a co-ed situation after that there was this period of three years when i was just surrounded by women and I could just drop all yeah, of drop the all other of stuff that had to do with boys and everything else and competing with men and boys in my work environment. And so that yeah. gave me a confidence of speaking up. And I always say that having that sorority is important. Yeah, I grew up with boys. I have brothers and I've got tons of boy cousins and I always grew up around boys. And I always used to think like this is the thing that sets me apart from other girls because I have thick skin because I grew up around boys but what I actually realized into my 30s is while it gave me a lot of thick skin it also made me feel really small in a lot of parts of
of my life. And it wasn't until I got to this age that I really started exploring myself around other women mm-hmm. because for a long time, like I've got girl best friends who I've been friends with since high school and they are my core group. But for a long time, I didn't know how to be myself around other women because it always felt like I needed to compete with them because mm-hmm. that's what actually society tells us is mm-hmm. women should be competing mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. Yes, that's it's a yeah. bullshit notion. Yeah, because I will say that I used to be a guy's girl too. Like my brother was my best friend growing up and I connected with men just better for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've realized is that men's love is conditional and women's mm-hmm. love is not. The only way that you can grow honestly and into your full self is in full view of unconditional love. Men are transactional and women yeah. are not. Maybe yeah. just give. I'm very grateful because I didn't have access to just a sorority of Black women mm-hmm. who are supporting me. Even if mm-hmm. I had Black people in my life, it wasn't part of my everything because mm-hmm. I was spending eight hours a day with white people. Exactly. And for it to be part of my everyday made my self-esteem happen and my life happen mm-hmm. in a certain way. And I only hope for you that when, bitch, you start doing your fucking stand-up, <laughs> you're in a group <laughs> of people who are brown and pretty and girls like you. Aww. you know? I'll do the gift bag thing with you too, Nora. Oh I'm, my God. You know what? Everybody way. needs Look, to if just, you If you, you want to... it to be the kind of situation like if you want it to be like I'm gonna be in New York if you want it to be like oh you want a supportive group of people if you want me to look at jokes before you get on stage oh. the first time like if you want it all oh my of that God. like I'm, that would I'm be totally awesome. into it. Okay, Arthi, you're saying that would be awesome as a bitch. You're going to go on stage, okay? No, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. This is your unconditional sisterhood yes, and you reject I'm, it. You, yeah. see, you see, you're still a guy's girl. You're still a guy's girl. I'm giving you unconditional was love. I'm giving you unconditional love and you rejected it. I don't know how to accept it because yeah, I'm not exactly. there yet. The same way I don't know how to accept compliments. <laughs> She's a good laugher. She came to my gym yeah. show. She's yeah. a good laugher. And I am a good judge. I'm a good judge of comedy. I really am. I'll say. Like, you know, Arthi is a great Arthi is a great auntie for the yeah. nieces. She is. She is. It's really great. It's yeah, like the it's, perfect it's balance. Like, like See, honestly, I, you know, it, yeah. it's nice to have someone you respect and that you take seriously, take you seriously. And that was like because really, really I feel I recognize what you guys are going through, but I when I went through it, I didn't have anybody telling mm-hmm. me that and I recognize that all of the stuff that we put on ourselves and I do that still to myself is I build all this insecurities in my mind and then a year later I'll look back at what I was feeling at that moment and I was like why was I even feeling that I was perfectly fine and good but I build that insecurity in me and so there's nobody telling me not to be insecure because I had nobody that I could reach out to lean on and say okay I'm feeling very insecure right now yeah Yeah. I would tell my husband and he would jump in the pit with me if I was already down <laughs> I know we jump in together like, insecure. <laughs> I remember I feel the same way I'm like you're yeah, not helping yeah. me you're not we're helping me we're both freaking out right now yeah. Thanks, yeah. So that's, that, he's completely useless in that respect so yeah. I had nobody so I feel that I feel that sense of I need to talk and just get grounded so what a journey yeah. this episode has been guys we went we- through so much we went through <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. It's been a journey. Thank you so much, Ray. Yeah, if I don't leave now, you'll never leave. So, no, we will never leave.